WhatsApp. The world is talking. The world is talking. World Talk Radio. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, The Power of Water and Your Health and Life on Earth. This show was started almost two years ago because of my concern of life and earth and water. Without the water, there is no life, and without water, you cannot say you're healthy. Today we're going to have a show with Nancy Coleman, who's been in the health field for many, many years of her adult life and been working with the health departments, uh, national departments in health, nursing homes, retirement centers, and been with regulatories to understand the health of, of what we should do every day to take better care of ourselves and where, where her experiences have been. Mine have been, in the last 30 years, in research of understanding water and your health and the power of water and your earth. Uh, Earth must have water, and when those rains come down, and they should cause an overabundant amount of water called flooding, absorbing into this earth, we need that. It's sad to say, we on Earth have decided we don't want all that inconvenience, but Earth must have, for us to have an eternity, abundant amount of water absorbed into the earth, snows in the mountains, melting into the earth with absorption, and we must have the aquifers, which are below the surface of the earth, those little magic in your mind and visionary of caves all over the center of earth filling up with water so that you have plenty of water for earth to sustain itself and be, have life. Without the water, there is no life. And if we wanted to say the powers of faith are in the water, we can say that because everything we've ever read about faith has always been to the water. Your health every day, the body and the health of the human species has between, let's say, 10 million, and they even have said, they could probably say some have millions and millions of cells in your body. Cells are the smallest structure and capable of basic life processes, it says. Go to your website and look up human cell. Let's go to class and learn. And go to my website, Sharon Kleiner Hour at yahoo.com, and we're going to start leading you to a class on how serious this is about water. What is a virus? A toxin in the cell you haven't been able to remove it. What, what is a, a, an allergy? Dehydration. Dehydration means you're not a, absorbing enough water in the body to filter through the skin to remove toxin. You must learn more about how important it is to drink water. When you're going to the faucet, let the water drain through the faucet for a few moments and then get your glass of water. If you're not sure about the safety of the water, carry your own bottled water. And if you're try, traveling abroad, be, able, be sure and take your own method of filtering. There are irradiating systems that you can use, battery-operated. Now, I've been hearing some things lately, and this is why today with Nancy I decided to have the next several minutes on water. I'm going to stick to this subject 
I think your health is proving that the dehydration of the body, that the theory in my evaluations and all scientists around the world must agree and have been agreeing that dehydration is out of control. The moment you were born, you entered in the air you breathe, you left a pocket of water, of course you're going to be dehydrating. And they say that when you passed away that moment, you did dehydrate to that death. You must drink lots of water. If my plea every week with this show and my sponsors, Biologic Aqua Research Center, are saying to you, take it serious, that the dehydration of all that is happening is because of water. Now, we had a young girl in Brazil die because of a bacteria. Now, her cells could not remove that bacteria out of the body and go to your website and learn more about what happened to her bacteria. They removed her hands and her feet, and she ended up passing at 20. We are finding out a new report that obesity could be a disease, and I'll bet they'll prove that addiction is a dehydration. They said that obesity could be a virus in the cell. I'm saying I believe they're right, that without enough hydration, that you're dehydrating, and the moment you were born and you entered in the air you breathe from that water bag, that moment, no two fingerprints are alike, no two eyes are alike, no two skins on the complexion are alike. What is this? It's called dehydration. And the dangers of dehydration, you can go to the dangers of dehydration on the web. So today we're going to learn more. I'm a boring person, I think, to a lot of people. I'm not going to back off. I'm serious. I think your life and your environmental issues should be your health first. If you're going to, carry, if you're going to care about uh, everything there is about recycling, energy conscious with fuel, energy conscious with electricity, energy conscious with all these other things. What is the most important thing is your health and you taking care of it and learning some of the most simplistic reasons that life on earth exists. It's the water. That's the show today. Our second guest will be Jeff Denny from Crescent City, California, and we're going to understand more about the South District of the Redwood National Forest where absolutely it cannot survive without moisture, and he'll tell you. We're going to listen to our sponsor from Biologic Aqua Research Center, Nature's Tears Eye Mist to replace lost moisture because of dry eyes. If you're using lip balm because of dry air and your lips are dry, you must try Nature's Tears Eye Mist. It's a supplement because the eyes are dry. Well, listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Nancy Coleman. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to World Talk Radio where the world comes to talk. 
segment with Nancy Coleman is water. W-A-T-E-R, the source of life for the eternity. Nancy, are you with us? I am, Sharon. Thank you for doing this today. I want to tell you, I thank you, thank you. I know you've been involved in the healthcare area professionally for so long. How long have you been involved in healthcare? Oh, my, at least 40, 45 years. Yeah. A long time. Yeah, and you've been with the health departments and... Well, I was with the health department uh, locally for about 12 years. Yeah, and, and did some things nationally representing them. And then you went over to, uh, you owned a nursing uh, business to take care of the people, to make sure that they were taking care, care of health care uh, business? Yes, home visits. Mm-hmm. And then you had, went over to nursing homes and retirement centers. Uh, management in the geriatric field. Yes. And one of the most exciting things was working with uh, a wellness program and traveling throughout the Northwest. That's right. And the state of Alabama. Now, that was an occupational health wellness program. Yes. All occupation. Yes. Yes. And um, it was very exciting, very rewarding, and very challenging. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it was um, when you're on the road, as you very well know, and that when you're servicing a, a large region, you're on the road mm-hmm. uh, a lot more than you're in um, the activity of your profession. Mm-hmm. So I became a, a road warrior, and uh, actually that's where I first started using um, some of the, the water theories that um, you're, you've been promoting. Nature's Mist was one of my first uh, opportunities as I was driving. Nature's mist is for the skin. For the skin. Mm-hmm. It's. Um, I've always been an advocate of the hydration. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I think always. When I was about 11 years old, I worked in a pharmacy. Uh, it was a drugstore, and had a soda fountain. And I was working in the fountain, and um, the pharmacist. Very, very, oh, a great gentleman. Every morning, he and his mother um, had me serve them a large pot of hot water and lemon, fresh Mm -hmm. lemon. And that was the way they started their day, Mm -hmm. every day. And had, I think, for all of their lives... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, well, I came from a family, too, that um, they said, it's very French, but I don't know, uh, that um, uh, every morning I start my day with a glass of hot, a tall glass of very warm water. Yeah. And uh, because the body is 98 degrees, the absorption of warm water absorbs quicker to filter through the body and the skin. Uh, cold water wants to eliminate uh, differently than going through the skin, it wants to flush, and and, and uh, but again, what how what wisdom? Now today the issue is water, and I'm going to ask you when you now you've always had a very strong uh, empowerment, knowing without a doubt, no question, that the water is so critical to uh, people's health. What did you run into when you were running around all those 45 years? and people and water. Did you find that they found it serious or did you find, find that it was just something anecdotal to them? 
I found that it was it was a real dichotomy. Uh, people would um, and and I did classes on water. Um, actually, what you know, how it works in the body, and and um, the the importance of the basic. It, it was a basic building block for health. Mm-hmm. And um, then, of course, I worked it into all of the other health uh, mm-hmm. presentations I did. But what I found overall, Sharon, was I would say possibly 10% of the attendees were um, focusing on and had already habituated water into their lifestyle. 90% thought it was a good idea but didn't really uh, have it as a value. Well, the, probably the ninety percent said, "You know, you're probably right." Yes. But I do drink tea. I drink coffee. I right. have juice, and I've been right. told there's water in it, and that oh. isn't what we're talking about today. Yeah. We're talking about having a glass of water without anything in it. And one yeah. of the things that, and I think, and always at this time of year, um, because it's January, and and we do tend to make some kind of uh, want to make some kind of positive change in our lives, mm-hmm. and January is a, historically a good time to do that. For those resolutions. Yes. <laughs> oh, let's do this to the audience, Nancy. <laughs> and so worldwide, make things. a New Year's resolution for 2009. If you want to be really environmental conscious, count the glasses of real water you're drinking. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. And if without a plan or without consciousness, it just won't happen. Yes, Nancy, if uh, we started the a way club, we are. If we started a club worldwide on water and drinking it and your own environmental empowerment to include pay it forward to others of the world to also be environmentally healthy with water, what would you call it, do you think? Oh, my. I know. I put oh. you on a spot. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss well, that later. We'll, we'll just think about that. Yeah, we'll think about it because it's serious. Now, you know, as you were talking, I remembered something else you did one time. You were with a company that encouraged go, uh, dieting, uh, diet planning. Yeah. Now, in the, that company you were with for years, did you also encourage the water with the diet? Oh, that was, that was a basic. Uh, it, for many reasons. One, of course, is the hydration, and the other is it does uh, it helps you get control of hunger and perceived hunger, psychological mm-hmm. hunger, um, and it also actually helps flush and detox the body. And the so, uh, any kind of weight loss program. That's just one of the, the I think it's the okay, major. I'm going to bring element. you to this morning, uh, as I was getting ready every day, I liked my current event stuff. So I found that on the web you have, there's a new evaluation that uh, overweight, obesity, overweight to your body weight level, it's because you have a, you've had a virus at one time in your life and in the self. And then all of a sudden you're, uh, you've gotten in this particular viral disease. Now, I am real funny about the word disease, audience. Um, I think it's overdone. Uh, I think that there is an addiction uh, to the cell. 
it's like the eyes, Nancy, become addicted to eye drops because if you use them and the eyes are dry, the eyes make the decision as an organ for you. You don't make the decision. The eye becomes addicted uh, if you overuse them. And sometimes people can get it almost immediately because the eyes are so dry. Um, and by the way, audience, everybody from the moment you're born also lives with a dry eye because the eyes need moisture and natural moisture. But um, they were talking this morning on a new evaluation that there is a particular uh, virus in the cell that causes the body to... All, I'm going to go into a more common sense description, Nancy, called swelling. I'll call it backup of water. You're, so when we get so dehydrated, we swell. We back up water because we're not getting enough water depending upon our own individuality of dehydration. And Nancy, so, they found that they're evaluating and studying that when that person becomes overweight, it's because of a, of a virus that it happened in that particular person in the cell. Now, common sense maybe. Uh, we're not getting enough hydration in our society. Absolutely. And I would say, and I, what rem, reminded me, audience today, Nancy, is there's a young man out there, and I'd like to have him on the show someday, that weighed about 300 pounds. And he decided for his health, he better lose some weight. So he decided to drink a lot of water. And he drinks enough water that he's down to uh, 200 pounds. And he found it was the water. And you know what it might be, and I'm just evaluating, and you audience are like part of the theory too, the study. But what it might be is if this is a virus in the cell and you go in and you detoxify that cell with hydration because you personally need maybe more than your friends and your family needed. Well, don't compare yourself to somebody else. It's like addiction is a dehydration of an addiction to an allergic reaction because the cells are not getting enough water moisture, hydration, that they become craving, that all of a sudden you think you're going to think it's whatever, don't try to figure it out other than the fact that, no, you better drink more water. But, Nancy, when you were in that um, business, you were in a, with a business that was very into um, how to diet and how to take care of your weight uh, planning. Did they stress water in those days way back? Yes. Okay. Yes. It was a basic. Another thing, Sharon, at this time of year when I was doing the, a lot of the health uh, presentations, uh, folks would make a, a major decision to, for smoking cessation, to stop mm -hmm. smoking. Um, that, and that is another thing that, of course, there's a lot of focus. Uh, new laws are being made and passed in various states in various ways. But almost uh, all of them are focusing on the smoking, cigarette. Dehydration and smoking. And so smoking cessation, the greatest success that in, in the groups of people that I worked with uh, that came specifically to stop smoking was the people that would use, uh, they had a plan. I mean, there's a, smoking is uh, talking about detoxing. Uh, there's a lot of detoxification necessary when a, a person is addicted to nicotine. Uh, 
the need for water is uh, paramount. And one of the techniques that I recommended, and uh, the more successful people just happened to adopt it, and that was to drink a, gla- a full glass of water at the time. This was a part of the plan. There are, there are times when most smokers know they're going to smoke, uh, times after they've eaten, times when they first get up, whatever their pattern is. So to recognize that pattern and be prepared and drink a full glass of water at that time mm-hmm. and, um, and, then, and socially, when they're out socializing, mm-hmm. instead of smoking, to get a nice glass, a pretty glass with a piece of lemon or lime mm-hmm. and carry that uh, water, keep that water with them. Nancy, we need to take our break and listen to our sponsor. But when we come back, let's discuss that too Um, because this is very important to life. And if people want to be environmental conscious, they better think about the water. Uh, And we'll come back and discuss, if if they haven't been drinking it, some of those delicious ways to go about it. Uh, We're going to listen to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research Center, Nature's Tears Eye Mist to supplement for dry eyes. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Nancy Coleman. World Talk Radio, the number one source for informative talk on the World Wide Web. World Talk Radio, Studio A. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. about 70% water, but isn't it interesting when the cell consists of approximately 90% water? So we're discussing today the issues and, and the environmental issues. It doesn't have to be just recycling your garbage. It doesn't have to be mean that you're going to be energy conscious of your fuel, your electricity, but it means, I believe, number one, your health. Because if you're not healthy and you're not drinking enough water, the bacteria, the diseases and what's it's happening, but if you drink a lot of water, your chances of being healthy are much better than the person who chose that they don't like it. When we took our moment here with our sponsor, we were talking to Nancy Coleman about drinking water, uh, that possibly if you're wanting to uh, diet and you feel like you're, not, you're swelling and you're not, getting, um, you're not able to eliminate enough from the body, and you're swelling, that means you're dehydrating. You're backing up water. You need to drink more water. Don't compare to somebody else. Maybe you need to drink more uh, by the glass. And then we learned when Nancy mentioned about cigarette smoking. And one thing I learned many years ago in studies, we're not a smokestack. We're not meant to be in the middle of the igloo and let the smoke 
flow out of our mouth or our ears or wherever. It's, it's not meant to be. You should stop smoking. It's a dehydrating pit. And Nancy mentioned how to drink it. Nancy, you were mentioning um, the glasses and, and how to, to get an enjoyment out of it. You know, there's a, uh, I've said to many people through the years, put a jug in your kitchen um, uh, that's attractive to you or whatever and take and buy a lemon, an orange, or a lime. Cut the rinds off after you've washed them, of course, and then put them in your jug every day and then fill up your individual bottles of water that you want to take with you. Maybe you want to take more than one. Maybe you want to carry in a pack six bottles of water to take with you a day out of that scented, yummy uh, jug of water and take it with you to make sure you're drinking plenty of water. What are some of the hints that you would have with the listeners so they would get reminded. People say, oh, my gosh, I did forget. Uh, Our consciousness today, for some reason, always have a reason or excuse, oh, I forgot. But you're living on this earth to live. How did you learn how to get people in a habit of drinking water, Nancy? Because you've been in this healthcare field a long time. People, it's been my experience that people that are successful with whatever goal they're setting, first of all, they decide we all have choices. They make a conscious decision. This is my choice. And then I found that it has to be meaningful to them, what's in it for me kind of thing. Um, so uh, the, plan, the choice, the plan, and the recognition of what it's doing what the positive effects are. Um, those are the three major elements that I've found for success. With weight loss, it was um, successful weight loss entails um, actually starting with a diary. You record everything you eat and drink. Can I build a log? Of you have a log. A daily yeah. diary log of what you're doing so you can remind yourself of what right. you've done or forgot to do. Right. So, uh, and the most successful people, they brought their logs in, they were very conscientious, they established their new patterns, because weight loss, like everything else, is lifestyle. Um, every, everything we do that's going to um, be worth doing is going to increase our um, quality of life. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and the same thing with the smoking cessation. They, it was a, sim- a similar kind of thing. When do you smoke? What are you going to do instead? Plan for how that's going to work. Visualize what you're going to do instead of picking up that cigarette, pick up that glass of water. How many glasses of water are you going to have during this day? And... Um, you know, Nancy, there's a, I have something here that you know that I'll read to my listeners. Cells are the smallest structures capable of basic life processes. In other words, we just told our listeners that it is estimated that in each, there's 90% water in each of your multi-million cells in the body, such as taking in nutrients, expelling waste, and reproducing new healthy cells. So if you're drinking enough water and you're with what you just described, all living things are composed of cells. It's completely fact. It is not anecdotal. It is a scientific fact. 
all living things are composed of cells, and we know that the evaluation of the cells are 90% approximately of water. Why aren't people, Nancy, taking this serious? That's a question that I have Lack of education. myself and others many, many, many times, uh, Sharon. And, and it I'm, says some microscopic organisms, yeah. such as bacteria, are in each and every cell. Now, in other countries of the world, it's spread all over the world. Bacteria can spread by the healthiest people traveling all over the world by bringing it back on shoes or clothing, whatever. But as said, uh, Nancy, six, that this is something so fascinating. Listen to this. Six children sit on a wooden bench, and this is in Africa. In the center of this particular city, a remote village in a dry region of northern Ghana, there are no smiles. They seem drained, exhausted, and tormented. All have been stricken by a guinea worm. The parasite lives inside of the person's body for a year, growing into a spaghetti-like worm. When the worm emerges through the skin, it causes searing and pain. In other words, they're not, they can't, they're not in the business to probably or have the health department to amputate fast enough. The parasite lives within the person's body for a year, growing like a spaghetti worm, the long worm can take up to two months to fully emerge and leave most victims unable to sleep well and walk for months, Nancy. Now, this is because they don't have enough water. They have proven it. This is what the article is about. Mm-hmm. Saving lives through safe water, sanitation, and hygiene, but safe water. And we live in a society, in this country of America, where would you find more water than the United States of America? And I think in I travel a strange way, Sharon, <laughs> that what we, and, and it's a mindset that I believe is changing, I hope, but when we have, uh, when we take things for granted, uh, when we start valuing something is when it's uh, scarce, Oh, you know, that word fear. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because isn't that the fact that people, it's an emotional thing um, in the world that if we create a fear to something that people will take it more serious. Yes. Isn't that sad? Yes. Yes, it is. It's, it's, um, It's very paralyzing it's a paralytic kind of thing it's uh debilitating um you know in understanding what's in it for us which is kind of the opposite of that or maybe it's the same thing the same kind of mentality i'm not sure but it anyhow it does work what's in it for us with being hydrated is uh clearer thinking Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, the they opposite, have proven it. The opposite breath. of dehydration, mm-hmm. uh, energy, stamina, mm-hmm. uh, immune defense, mm-hmm. uh, and we immune all protection. know mm-hmm. that we need our our uh, immune defense working at its peak because there are so many viruses. Are, I cannot believe in our own staff and other places you travel. And when a virus begins, it's just out of control. It's because probably the individual is not taking very good care of themselves and not hydrating enough. Right. There's so something there else, are Nancy, so many, I, so many payoffs. 
you know, so many positive payoffs mm-hmm. to uh, take to providing uh, quality life. And, uh, it, and it, you know what was so strange is uh, they're always saying, well, maybe we can invent another medication. Yes. <laughs> and where I'm concerned is we're finding many of the medications are not working and a lot of people are allergic to them and don't even know it when they're taking them. And another thing, I'm so glad you said that, Sharon, because as a nurse for so many years and giving a lot of medication and um, and, what, and observing and auditing and, and finding out how a lot of other people administer medication, one of the things that uh, is uh, it's just totally unacceptable, but it's being done in some of the largest facilities, they're giving medications with whatever a person may have, uh, a cup of coffee, uh, grapefruit juice, uh, orange juice. Uh, if they don't have a glass of water handy, then they give it with whatever's there. And on Sometimes that's as an example. Grapefruit juice with several medications is counterproductive because of the acidicness of the grapefruit juice. Right, and and basically all medications should be given with ample amounts of water. And on almost every prescription that a a bottle that a person gets, it many of them almost almost all, and if they don't, they should says take with lots of water. Um, and well, the word lot, a lot of people it. would think it means I mean, more than just, I usually drink. <laughs> you know, take an antibiotic with a, a, a sup, you know, one tiny little drink, enough water to get it down. In fact, it, it's, it's, it, listeners, listen to this. If you're on a vitamin and you're taking any tablet whatsoever in your body, you must drink an enormous, a full glass of water with Absolutely. each one. And the thing is, is because if your, if your cells are made up of approximately 70, I mean 90% water, and, your cell, and, you can't, and you have to digest. In fact, Nancy, I proved in research, you have to digest even water. Well, the water some, is, the, is actually the uh, facilitator of, of digestion. Whatever, it's, it's, it's designed. I mean, that's the way it works. It's, it's going to help the effectiveness exactly of what you're doing so if you're uh, not taking enough water and you uh, you and you're not watching your symptoms it could be your vitamin it could be your prescription or another type of tablet you're taking because you just you have to even digest the water to give it a it's a solvent for those uh, cells those multi-million cells that are in each body that remember no two fingerprints alike no two eyes alike no two skins on the complexion alike. That's your own individuality of dehydration. So don't compare how somebody else is drinking it. You drink what you need, and you and don't wait for the craving. Nancy, I had somebody tell me the other day, well, I don't crave water. People don't realize, Nancy, you don't crave it because you're so dehydrated. But once you start drinking it, your body starts absorbing it, and then all of a sudden when you've reached a level like Earth does with the rains and the snows and, and the moisture levels on our Earth, all of a sudden you can tell. You can go to a forest, Nancy. I used to say this when we were teaching about moisture in the skin uh, and how important it is to, and to build up an immunity protection for the skin on the outside of the skin. 
go to your favorite forest and smell the fragrance. What are you smelling, Nancy? Hopefully moisture. The yes. trees, the moss, the ferns, the moisture in the soil. You go over to the desert. Is there anything at all? It's dry and no color. You go over to the forest and you can almost the fragrance of colors. Your body needs the color. Your body needs the absorption. It's no different than your favorite fragrance. In fact, today we're having uh, Jeff Denny, who's the interpretive supervisor for the South District of the Redwood National Park Forest, which I know, Nancy, you love, and, and those redwood forests that are so thousands of years, and the moisture level, they can't live without the moisture. That's the body. Each human body cannot live without moisture. And the description audience of moisture means water. It doesn't mean the cream, the potion, or a, a, a needle point of water in the cream. It means moisture is 100% only water. And with the thirst, Sharon, I used to use the analogy of priming the pump. Oh, good uh, for you. Because that's, priming a, the that's pump. what everyone says, I'm not thirsty. You're not thirsty because you're of, of your dehydration. Exactly. Once you reestablish your normal natural water balance, then your natural thirst returns. Exactly. But until it has no reason to be there at this point because it's not doing anything. Is there something you'd like to leave with the audience today on uh, your commitment has been over 45 years to health care and occupational health, and is there a message you'd like to leave? Um, the, just the, the basic one that we've been trying to share through this time, Sharon, and that is make a plan. It won't happen if you just want it to. It will happen if you choose, if you make a conscious choice and implement a way for it to happen. Um, so that's the, the best word of advice that I have found to give is it takes a conscious choice and knowing that it's going to, you're going to have positive benefits, understanding that it's, it's a responsibility to establish your own quality of life and be your own care coordinator. Be your own environment. It, it Concentrate on the environment. Own. You're creating your life. Yourself. We're yeah. creating our life every day, every minute. Yourself. And so, so to important. create the best uh, life that you're capable of doing in a responsible yeah. manner. Well, thank you for coming today as a guest. I really do appreciate it. Uh, we'll have to do it again, Nancy, because I often forget how your background has been so into occupational health training. And that's something else. Uh, with occupational health and children uh, going to school. I've always said that the children, when they go to school, it's like going to work. It's an occupation and future. And uh, are they drinking enough water? No, so I'll thank you today. So thank you today. You have a wonderful afternoon, and uh, we really sure. appreciate you taking time for us. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Well, audience, do you understand? that uh, we're on the world, we're all on this planet as a family together. And if without the water, there is no life on the planet. And don't use the word eternity unless you want to be environmentally conscious about yourself as a, as a healthy person. Don't blame it on your health insurance. Take care of yourself first. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Here's I Missed, 
a supplement for dry eye. And we'll be right back with Jeff Denny. World Talk Radio, the number one source for informative talk on the World Wide Web. World Talk Radio, Studio A. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Jeff? Jeff, are you with us? I am right here. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us today. I was really excited about this segment um, because you said the forest boasts of... Uh, uh, moisture and uh, that with uh, I'm assuming that uh, there would be an endangered problem if you didn't have enough moisture in your forest. Well, certainly, um, yeah. The uh, the redwood forests are here, growing along the northern you know the northern California coast because of the the ample rainfall we get during the winter and the fog during the during the summer months. How much rainfall do you have an idea? How much rainfall you're getting there? Between, uh, you know, the average, depending on where you are in the park and where you are in the range, uh, is between 60 and 100 inches per year. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and the, the forest is how old? Uh, do you rem- remember some of those trees, the aging of the forest? Well, the, you know, redwood forests have been here for, for millions of years. If you, mm-hmm. if you go back, you know, uh, millions of years, you, you will find redwoods, you know, around the northern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of, you know, eons of, of climate change and, you know, plates moving around, <clears throat> the redwood forests are basically isolated to the, to this Northwest California coast at this point. Um, now, the, uh, know, before the, we go on, cause the world is sure. listening, um, uh, when you say there are millions of years old and my mind is going to that, um, mm-hmm. that, um, is, 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 are there other places on the planet that have a redwood forest? Currently, excuse me. Currently, there there aren't um, the you know the giant sequoias of, of central California, the eastern Sierras are related trees, mm-hmm. and there is there are small pockets of a different kind of redwood, a, a dawn redwood um, that is found in uh, in the hills of central China. Okay. Um, however, the 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 coast redwoods, which is what we're known for here, now, is that up are, in the Himalayan mountains in China? No, it's not in the <clears throat> it's not in the Himalayas. It's uh, south. Eastern uh, southeastern corner, and, and I'm mm-hmm. not coming up with the name right now okay. for the for the province in in China. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are smaller, actually, a deciduous redwood. But those are the only three uh, redwoods that are found around the world. And they, do they get as tall? Do you think? Not not nearly as tall as the coast redwoods here in California. Now, how yeah. tall are some of the redwoods there um, in in your parks? Well, uh, again, it kind of depends on, on where you are in the parks, but, but the old-growth redwood forests uh, soar well over 300 feet. Um, currently, the tallest known tree that, you know, in, the, in the parks uh, is about 379 feet tall. That one was just discovered a couple of years ago. But we have, uh, throughout the park, 
forests that are, you know, 330 to 350, even even higher, um, you know, throughout throughout the region. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, how old would a tree that's 330 feet tall? How old would that tree be? Well, you know, that's it's, again, it's very difficult to answer answer that question because every tree is an individual. Evaluation? Yeah, um, the only way to get a, a really good date on a redwood is to count the rings, yeah, and the best way to count the rings are to cut the tree down. Now, uh, yeah, now describe to our audience to when you say cut, look at the rings. So when mm-hmm. you cut a tree down, uh, you, that's the only way you'll know, and of course you don't want to cut the tree down. Exactly. And uh, but well, let's say you've had a tree near it somewhere mm-hmm. that died, and right. the tree is down. What would your evaluate? What's the theory of the trees uh, approximately in that particular area? Let's say you've got a trees that are 330 to 350 feet tall, and one tree dies, and you were able to count the rings. Did you find out wh- how many years that particular spot and area w- were alive? Well, that that will give you an age of of that particular tree. Um, mm-hmm. One of the one of the beauties of an old growth forest is that you get trees of multiple ages and multiple heights. It's not a, a single stand of trees that are all the same height. Mm-hmm. The the old the the tree that the one tree that's been that has been accurately dated um, that we know to be the oldest known redwood uh, was dated at a little over twenty one hundred years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, biologists generally feel that there are probably trees that are older than that throughout the forest, but again, without uh, right. you know, without cutting that tree down or exactly. or going in for a scientific coring, you know, to actually take a core sample out of the center of that tree, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it would be hard to assign a date. The general consensus is that most of the old growth forests contain trees that are between 700 and 1200 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you certainly get trees that are that are much older than that, and trees that are much younger than that. Sure. Now, um, describe to the world uh, as as you would write a script for the, for a play what it looks like. Because remember, a lot of people have. I am so surprised when I travel around how many mm-hmm. people have never been to Oregon and Northern California. Mm-hmm. And they are going, oh, I've always wanted to come to that area. And I, meant, I knew they meant region area. And I, one of my favorite places in the world, Jeff, mm-hmm. is to drive along the Smith River. It's my favorite thing in life is to Beautiful. drive along the Smith River any time of year, but especially from December until spring. Along the Smith River is the most gorgeous color of water I ever saw in my life. And the waterfalls coming down alongside, across the river and around the road, and looking up, coming to the forest and the mountains, and then all of a sudden you come to the redwood forest. How how does what does a redwood tree look like? What is the color of the bark? Uh, look the color of the, of the of the limbs, and what do they look like? So the world can kind of imagine that had never seen one. If uh, if you look at at some of the the literature that's been written about redwood forests, the terms that most often come to mind or or, or that are often mentioned are, are that of a, of a cathedral. Um, and walking into a redwood forest uh, is is much like that with incredibly high ceilings. Um, you know, you you stand at the at the bottom. And you know, gaze skyward, and uh, it, it, it's like standing in, a, in an old, um, you know, British uh, church, 
mm. with uh, you know incredible high ceilings and and prisms of light coming through the hypnotizing you to something yeah. that is more powerful than you. It, it it certainly does give you it certainly does give you that feeling. Um, you know, individual redwoods stand out. It, it, you know, from a distance, it's often confusing because they can look they can look the same, uh, and and from you know from far away because all of the trees are well above 300 feet, it, it can be disconcerting because they don't look as big. However, when you stand underneath them and realize how fat they are and how, you know, how far they are around. Now, when you said fat, they're enormously a size at the in, in, Enormous size, you know, well over 20 feet for some of the biggest and oldest trees uh, in diameter. Um, they have a, a, a reddish bark, as you might imagine. Um, going up to touch a redwood, it's, it's actually more like pressing into a, almost like a cork, a, a cork board. It's a soft, um, fibrous bark with long, straight lines, you know, that extend all the way up to the top of the tree. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, you know, no, and, and, and there's a fragrance. It smells like a very, I mean, it's almost like you would like your house to smell, have that fragrance of that uh, woodsy smell centuries of, of material that has grown underneath those giant trees as well as falling from those giant trees have built up this wonderful rich soil mm-hmm. underneath that, that, that feeds these And these, probably these thousands and thousands of ferns. Thousands of ferns. Um, again, the, of one of the beauties of the redwood forest is that it's not just redwood trees. Um, an old-growth forest we, we often define by being trees of many ages and many sizes, as well as a, a, a wide and diverse um, understory. So you have tan oak and rhododendron and Douglas firs that mm-hmm. can rival the size of the, of the, of the redwoods themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then a floor, just a mass of, of ferns and huckleberries and uh, And, and some of the wildflowers that start up in... The spring that are absolutely uh, individually also majestic, beautiful. Yeah, so proud of themselves as they stand so tall and they're being thrived yeah. and they're being the moisture in the air. I've mm-hmm. often said if you wanted to have the most famous spa, is just tell people to go to the redwood forest, right? Right. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, one of the yeah. one of the interesting things about the redwoods is that you know our our, our winter our winters can be quite wet, as as you know, uh, with most of our rain well, comes yes, between with November. Well, yes, with rainfall, you're we're sixty to hundred inches. Right, but nearly all of that falls uh, during the winter months. Um, yeah. During the summer, because we're so close to where we we are right on the ocean, the redwoods pull most of their summer moisture directly from the fog itself. Yeah, uh, yeah. The warmer it is inland, the, the, the more fog we get here along this redwood belt. And, and the, the redwood needles actually... There is an actually... ecosystem wonder about that, Jeff, um, mm-hmm. that is so unique compared to the rest of the world during the ice ages and times of history on our Earth that that particular area had a protection of nature um, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to thrive and exist and, and be that old because of that particular description you just said. Right. And and that's why the redwoods can continue to thrive really only in this area. We yeah. we have that you know that's that particular range of temperatures and that particular and what amount kind of, of animals rainfall. do you have there? 
Uh, wildlife is is diverse. I mean, the most noticeable wildlife, uh, you know, would be the the Roosevelt elk, the largest species of elk in North America. Now, are these the elk with the big antlers? Giant antlers, yes. Oh my goodness! Um, so we have several herds, large herds oh. of elk that that range through the park. Uh, the you know females between seven and eight hundred pounds. The, oh. the the old bulls up up to and maybe a little bit over a thousand pounds uh, oh. that populate the the prairies. I bet and their fur is park. gorgeous. Oh, they're 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 very impressive. Um, yeah, because and, of the moisture in the air. Oh yes, so certainly, certainly. Yeah. Now, we also uh, have a. I'm sorry. Now, what else do you have besides the elk? Well, we certainly have a healthy population of black bear. Uh huh. The I bet their their fur is healthy too because of the moisture they, in the air. They're 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 good looking animals, yeah, compared oh, yeah. to some that you know that I've seen in other parts of the country where conditions are a little more a uh, little more sporadic. Yeah. Um, but the black bear here, we have we have mountain lions in the area. Uh, certainly, a lot more. You know, a lot of the smaller animals, fox, coyote, uh, mm. um, you know, beavers, birds, river otters. What kind of birds do you have? Um, what kind of birds? Birds. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we have a wonderful, uh, and, and folks are just beginning to really take notice of it. Uh, the the seabird um, population that's right off of our coast mm-hmm. um, is amazing. We have a uh, healthy populations of brown pelicans in the summer. Uh, murs, cormorants, uh, all sorts of things. You you go inland, um, you know, hawks, bald eagles. Uh, we 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 have a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Without going through the whole list. Yeah. Now uh, something that was going through my mind as we were talking, um, uh, and I don't want to put you on the spot with this, but mm-hmm. what is what kind of rock do you have? Uh, I'm a, I've done a little bit of study. I'm not an, I'm not an authority, uh, but when you have that kind of soil that is almost, it's, it's just fertile soil and so right. delicate. What kind of rock is below there? Have you any idea? You know, Especially you're, you're, you're that, probably got the old. wrong ranger on, on the air this morning. I'm not the, the geology okay, that's okay. expert that's okay. here. I'm, park, uh, but. I had ran into the fact that uh, up in the Kalamaopsis forest, which is mm-hmm. uh, north of you there, is a lot of serpentine rock. Right. And, and, and uh, a, a species that are no place on earth. And uh, one time, long ago, hundreds of years ago, they had one year, 500 inches of rain. Mm -hmm. And that particular river that comes through uh, one side north of you there, the Smith River, and why it's so beautiful, clear, and clean. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. And uh, the um, influence of all of that region is just one of a kind on Earth, like you said. Is there something you'd like to educate us about? Your uh, do you have a ranger? Uh, you have rangers in the area. Do you have a junior ranger system, a, a, a program? Well, we offer yeah during the during the summer months particularly we offer a whole variety of uh, programs for for the visiting public and for for folks that then you know that are coming through the park. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we have a junior ranger program that are that's geared for the kids that are seven to twelve. Uh-huh. Um, there are both self guided. Where would they go to check in? Uh, because I'm, I if I had the time, Jeff, I would promote every junior ranger system in this whole United States and the world. It, so I it's think it's the most program. exciting part of our life. And if you want to be environmental, go to the forest and smell the fragrance. <laughs> but uh, and start with our children. Where would they go check in to be at your park headquarters? We we have we have a couple of different visitor centers here in the park. Um, our primary visitor center is located in Oric, California, which is about 45 minutes north of Eureka, mm-hmm. about 45 minutes south of Crescent City, and it's right on the Redwood Highway, right on 101. Okay. Um, we have another visitor center in downtown Crescent City, mm-hmm. um, 
And then during the summer months, we have visitor centers that are, that are open in Hayuchi right there along the Smith River okay. um, on Highway 199 heading mm-hmm. towards Grants Pass. Um, and then uh, the state park also operates visitor centers within Prairie Creek State Park, Redwood State Park, and up at Jedediah Smith Redwood State Park. So there are a variety of options. Um, but, yeah, the junior ranger programs uh, around the nation are wonderful ways to, to get the kids away from the, the electronic toys and the, and, the, and the cars and get them out and, and experiencing uh, you know, the real world, so to speak. That's what, well, what is the environment, Jeff? It's the real world. It's me. Exactly. You've got to, exactly. You know, we've, uh, you, we were talking about water to drink and plain water to drink mm-hmm. and your body and yourself. Well, the earth has its organism of life, and it all lives on water, moisture. Without it, there would be no redwood forest. Right. Well, what is, your, are... what is your website for people to come to? And we're out of time. I wish we had more. Oh. Uh, what is the right. website? Um, our, our website would be www.nps.gov. Backslash R E D W. Okay. First, first four letters of Redwood. Okay. Well, I, let's do this again, and maybe Love we can you. have something on more about what makes that fertile soil, the rock, and what makes this earth so absolutely the magnificent. And Earth is on its own, doing its own environmental survival right. here too, and it has for millions of years, hasn't as, it? As as it will long after us. Exactly. Well, you tell everyone we said hello, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. Have a nice day. Bye. Earth has a secret, and I think we had it on today. You better value the water, and you better drink a lot of it. It is vital to you. And if you think the organism of your body, those millions and millions of cells that make you personally unique, Earth's secret is that water. Embrace your life every precious moment. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave your footprint. You be personally into your own empowerment environment. Thank you for listening and have a nice day. World Talk Radio, the number one source for informative talk on the World Wide Web. World Talk Radio, Studio A.